Hi there. Welcome to Ask Away, a podcast for kids about the Bible and the questions kids have about the Bible. My name's Meredith, and as always, I'm here with my own kiddos. Today, I'm with Riley, who's eight and a half. Hi. Peyton is away at summer school today. As I tell the story, Riley's going to jump in along the way, and he'll ask about anything he notices or wonders about or thinks is weird. Telling stories is only half of what this podcast is for. We do love to tell Bible stories, but there's another reason we make it. It's to be sure you know that when it comes to the Bible, every question is okay, and you can ask away. I'm so glad you're listening along today. What story are we telling this time, Riley? Where Jesus gets lost. That's right. We're about to dive in, but one final thing before we do. After the show, we hope you'll join in. What did you notice or wonder about or think was weird? Record it and then send it as an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or a Voxer message. We're there as askawaypodcast. And be sure to tell us your first name and how old you are. Now, on to the story. We don't have a lot of stories from the Bible about when Jesus was a kid. Why not? At least one reason, I think, is that Jesus didn't start doing much until he was baptized. That happened when he was about 30 years old. That's when he received the power of the Holy Spirit. After that, there were about three years where Jesus traveled, taught, did signs for the people. That all gets called his public ministry, which just means he was in public in front of others. And ministry means he was inviting people to know God better, his public ministry. So this is one of the few stories in the Bible of Jesus as a kid. It takes place during Passover, which is the festival when Jewish people celebrate how God freed them from slavery in Egypt. And so this is what the Bible says. Every year, Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Jerusalem was the capital city. It's where the temple was. What's the temple? The temple is a special building that King David and later on his son Solomon had built. They wanted a place to worship God, a place that represented how God was with the people. God's everywhere, so God doesn't really need a place. But I think God also knows that places matter to people. And having a temple could be helpful for people to worship God. It was actually torn down about 35 years after Jesus left earth. There's just one wall of it still standing today. So at the time Jesus was alive, the temple was a place that was really busy every day. There were priests there helping with worship practices, but then there were also teachers and leaders who would spend the day there talking about scripture and about God. It was a really busy spot. So when Jesus was 12 years old, the family went as usual for the festival. And this is where Riley has brought in our new segment. What is it called, Riley? True or false? We have a true or false question for you. Is it true or false that when families traveled together in the Bible, they rode on camels? Okay, time's up. The answer is false. As best we can tell, they didn't ride camels. We think that they probably traveled on foot in great big groups. So not just parents and kids, but the whole family together. And maybe there were donkeys helping to carry supplies. Camels were around in the region, but we don't get the sense that they rode on them. It would be fun though, wouldn't it? Riding on a camel. Rye, do you think you'd like riding on a camel? Uh, I don't know. Kind of lumpy, huh? 
Mm -hmm. So on with the story. When Jesus was 12 years old, they went, as usual, for Passover. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. How could that happen? You don't think I could just forget you and leave you behind in a big city? Yes, I do not think that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in this case, it goes back to how there'd be that big group traveling all together. Lots of family members. And so by age 12, a boy would have had a lot of freedom to not be right next to Mary and Joseph. And since they traveled on foot, it's not like everyone's got their seat in the car. So it would make sense for Mary and Joseph to assume that Jesus was safe somewhere else in the group. In fact, the Bible says just that. Listen. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they traveled for a day. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. Okay, we're going to pause here for you to take a guess. How long do you think they had to search for Jesus before they found him? Do you think they searched for half a day, three days, or, th- or one week? If you guessed three days, that's correct. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And there were all these other people gathered around the conversation who were amazed at Jesus's understanding and his answers. What about Jesus's parents? Do you think they were amazed or maybe upset? The Bible says this. That when Jesus' parents saw him, they were astonished, which means surprised. Oh, my goodness. But his mother said to him, child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. So they were kind of upset, which is pretty understandable, I think. What's anxiety? Anxiety is that worried feeling that you sometimes get in your tummy when something isn't going quite right or you're nervous about what's about to happen. Mary and Joseph probably felt anxiety because they didn't know how long it would take to find Jesus or if he was okay. You might feel anxiety about the first day of school coming up or a big project or test you've got to do because of it. Sometimes having a friendship that isn't working out so well might make us feel anxious. Or sometimes things that we're afraid of make us anxious. Great question. So Mary says that they were feeling anxious, which means they were pretty upset. And that's pretty understandable, I think. Jesus answered her like this. Why were you searching for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. I think that w- they would not understand because his thought fa- that was not his, his father's house. So you mean Joseph is his father. So how is the temple Jesus's father's house? What do you think Jesus means when he calls the temple his father's house? God's. So when Jesus calls the temple his father's house and he's saying it's God's house... Then he's saying that God above is sort of his father? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Well, that was Jesus' answer. Did you not know I must be in my father's house? And they didn't really understand. And if you're finding it tricky too, that's okay. 
So then Jesus rejoined them, and they traveled back to their home, to a town called Nazareth. Even though Mary had been upset, we also learn that when it was all over, she treasured everything in her heart. She wondered what God was doing with this boy. Isn't that what the angels, angel came to say when she'd have a baby? Yep, that's exactly true. When an angel tells Mary she's going to have a baby, a baby without a human father, come to think of it, the Bible says that she treasured all that in her heart. She's holding on to the stuff that she notices and wonders about and thinks is weird, kind of like us. And Mary seems to think that God is right there with her as she does that. The last bit of the story tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and years and in divine and human favor. That's kind of a lot of big words. It means that as Jesus grew, people kept seeing that God was doing something with him. And they kept being amazed by him. And there's this little clue in there about who Jesus is. It says Jesus grew in wisdom. This is a story that shows us that Jesus is wise. And wise and smart are kind of alike, but not quite the same. Being wise means you know what's best. You know what's good, right, or leads to life. And in the Bible, one key message is that God is not just wise, but the wisest. We can trust that God knows what's best. So in this story, the writer hopes that we start to see that Jesus is wise and think, hmm, I wonder what that means about what Jesus teaches about God and God's love and how we live with God. Maybe that means he's trustworthy. So that is the end of this story. But before we go, Riley, do you have any other questions about what we've done so far? No, not really. All right. So that wraps up our story for today, which means it's time for questions. Today, we've got a great question from Nam. He sent this in after listening to the story of Jesus being born. Nam and I am at Texas and I was adopted and I, and my question is, were they in a cave? So you're asking about where Jesus was born, what the space was like. When we hear that Christmas story, what should we be picturing in our imaginations? What a great question. Because the whole town of Bethlehem then looked different from how we might picture a busy town now, this is worth thinking about a bit. Sometimes in the story we say there was no room for Mary and Joseph in the inn, so we picture a hotel that's all full up, but there weren't hotels. More than likely, there were lots of homes, and the houses were often many stories, two or three stories altogether. And these houses would have been really full of different relatives that also had to come to Bethlehem for the census. In these houses, on the very bottom floor, Families would bring in their animals for the night to keep them safe. You couldn't leave them out and about. They might be eaten or stolen. We know that Jesus was put in a manger after he was born. And a manger is what holds food for animals. Because of this detail about the manger, people have often imagined Jesus being in something like a stable or a barn. Then later people began to wonder if maybe it was more likely that Jesus was inside of a cave. There's another guess out there that's a really good one. 
It's that Mary and Joseph were on the bottom floor of the home, which is not normally the place for people, but rather the place for the animals. So it still would have had walls and been warm. The family would have been on the floors up above, and they would have been down in something house-like, but still hanging out with animals. I hope that helps as you imagine the Christmas story. And I thank you so much for sending that question in. We're wrapping up for today with thanks to Nam for your great question. And thanks to Riley for being along on the story. Now it's your turn. What questions do you have? What did you notice in this story? Or do you have a question about God or a different part of the Bible? Record your questions and email them to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a message on Voxer, Ask Away Podcast, and then we can include what you send in a future episode. And grownups, can I ask you one more favor? I really hope that this is a tool that invites you and your family to explore the Bible together without us having an agenda for you or tidy answers to questions about God and faith, which often just aren't tidy. So if your family's enjoying the podcast and finding it helpful, your five-star iTunes rating and reviews help a lot when it comes to other people finding the show. Thanks. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.